Good evening. Please be opening with me to Psalms chapter 19. Psalms chapter 19. It will be familiar. This text has been memorized and set to vocal music and given expository treatment from pulpits for a long time. You'll recognize Psalms 19, 7 through 11. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. Well, this is one of those passages in the Bible that can have a very immediate result in your mind. And put a memory in your mind of hearing the passage before. And all of that can cause people with good and honest hearts to say, I want and I need what God offers in His Word. His Word is perfect. His precepts are right. His commandments are pure, enlightening, more to be desired than much fine gold. So, if our attitude is where it ought to be, this text leads us to this very first immediate thought. I want and I need what God offers in His Word. That thought should take us to Bible reading and Bible study and participation in good efforts like what we're doing together tonight. Have you ever heard this thought? I need to do more in my personal acquisition of Bible knowledge. Have you ever had that thought or heard someone express it that way? I need to do more in my personal acquisition of Bible knowledge. People have said something like this. I want to move beyond superficial Bible knowledge. Let me explain. Someone might say, and perhaps you've had the thought, I have the basics down. I have known the first principles of the gospel or the fundamentals for a long time, even back into my childhood. I can argue the case for New Testament Christianity to some extent. But I want to go beyond just the superficial level. And I want to get further and deeper into the Word. Now, just that desire is a good sign. Particularly if you follow through on it. Just that desire is good. And it is in keeping with something I'm going to take us to here for a moment in Hebrews chapter 5. Here's the setting. In Hebrews chapter 5, the inspired writer wants to take his readers 
deeper into God's plan. He wants to speak to them, or write to them, I should say, of the priesthood of Jesus Christ after the order of Melchizedek. But it occurs to the writer that his readers might find this to be a difficult journey because of the immaturity of some of them in their knowledge. And so in Hebrews 5, beginning at verse 11, about this we have much to say, and it is hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature. For those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. So, this justifies and beyond that urges us to seek more knowledge, to be nourished with solid food, and to become skilled and mature in the word of righteousness. The desire to learn more should be the desire that is found in the heart of every single Christian. Those who were baptized last week, those who were baptized 70 years ago. The desire to learn more should be found in the heart of every Christian. To have more than just a surface knowledge of principles. That's worthy of our effort. Now, what can we do to carry out that desire? You probably know already that I have some ideas to share with you about that. Steps that we can take to move beyond superficial Bible knowledge. Very simple steps that I can take and you can take to move deeper into the Word of God. Number one, keep that Bible reading plan going. When we started really urging daily Bible reading here many years ago, the positive responses came almost immediately. People would come into the building and talk about what they read that day or the past week. I would get emails and calls wanting to talk about some section of Scripture that we were reading in the Bible reading schedule. People would speak to Bill about their interest in fresh, daily Bible reading. Then, like a lot of projects, the initial excitement in some people started to diminish. I will confess, I'm one of those. I had initial excitement about that, and then all of a sudden I would discover that excitement had diminished, and I needed to pick it back up. And that's what happened to a lot of people. I want to urge you to get back into your daily Bible reading plan if you've left it. And if you need help, let me know or let Bill know. There are many plans and schedules and they are suited to individual people and the way people read. 
But the plan or schedule or the list will not keep you reading consistently. You're going to have to work that plan. You're going to have to be committed personally to looking at that schedule and reading that passage every single day. And when you discover that some of the excitement and the intensity is beginning to wear off, you get right back into the plan. And one result will be deeper Bible knowledge. Please understand that without reading the Bible, you cannot grow deeper in your knowledge. Paul said in Ephesians 3, when you read, you can understand. Listening to sermons from the Bible, that's good. Attending Bible classes and reading Bible study material is valuable, but I'm going to say to you that people who discover increases in their Bible knowledge and depth in their knowledge are people who read Scripture daily. Start, if you haven't, a daily Bible reading plan. Return to the one that you have left if that initial excitement has diminished. Acquiring more Bible knowledge beyond just superficial things will not come without daily Bible reading. Then you want to go to the next step. Do more than read. Study the text of Scripture. One problem with a Bible reading plan is, and it's really not a problem with the plan, it's with the one using the plan, is that thinking you are done after you've read the daily assignment. Today's reading, Genesis 1 and 2, and you read Genesis 1 and 2, and then you check that off your list and you think to yourself, I'm done. No, you're just getting started. You feel good about reading that section that was assigned for that day. Now, set aside some other time. When you go back and actually study a section that you have read. See, in Bible study, you do more than just read. You navigate through the text. You move slower. You devote thought you consult other passages that are related. And what you try to do as early as you can is discover the main idea of that passage, that section, that paragraph. That means you're going to have to know something about the writer and the recipients and something about the context and the theme of that section. And then you want to drill down and get your hands on the main idea. I talk about that a lot. Read a paragraph or section, read it over and over, maybe from other translations as well, and ask yourself, what's the main thing there? What's the main idea that stands out? And once you get that main idea identified, then you can move deeper into the text and look at words and phrases and imperatives and commands and examples, and you're getting ready for what? You're getting ready for self-examination and personal application. That's what you're getting ready for. All Bible reading and Bible study and listening to Bible sermons, all Bible that we do is headed in that destination. What am I going to do before God? Personal application. To acquire Bible knowledge, 
beyond the superficial level, you'll need to engage in daily Bible reading consistently, and that's going to need to be accompanied by a study of the text of Scripture. The purpose is to mature in your knowledge, to partake of solid food, and then burn those calories every day in the way you live. Steps you can take to move beyond superficial Bible knowledge. You can get good help in your study. It is acceptable to get help from someone you trust when acquiring Bible knowledge. You're doing that right now. When you come to our Bible classes, you are seeking help in acquiring Bible knowledge. You're, you're, you're concentrating on a text. And you're getting help from someone who can take you into the text and then take you out of the building to application. There are examples in the book of Acts of people helping other people understand the truth. Paul, when he wrote to Titus and Timothy, said, you need to help people. You need to preach and teach and exhort and encourage people. It is acceptable to get help from someone you trust when acquiring Bible knowledge, but you cannot just get help from any source. And from whatever source you get help, you must apply the discipline of discernment. Discernment. Search the scriptures to find out if it's true. Acts 17 and verse 11. If you embrace that discipline of discernment, you can study with others and listen to others. And they can help you, but you'll always need to consult Scripture to discover if what you've been helped to understand is in keeping with Scripture. So, for example, if I'm reading a book, even a book written by a Christian, to help me understand something in the Word of God, when I read something that seems true and seems to be helpful, I'm then going to open up this book, or have it open first, and I'm going to make certain that what I've learned from this source is in keeping with what Scripture says. Help can be received from other Christians and Bible students if you take with you the discipline of discernment. May I say to you, if you use computers, tablets, phone devices to connect with the world for Bible reading and study? Can I say to you, the Internet offers some good resources, but they may be very hard to find. And the Internet is loaded with dump truck loads of really bad resources. Can I say again? The internet can have some good resources if you dig deep enough. But the internet is loaded with dump truck loads of really bad religious resources. Someone will ask, how do you distinguish between the good resources and the bad resources? 
the discipline of discernment. I prefer resources, articles, and books written by people I know who are Christians and are committed to the authority of Scripture. When I first started preaching, that wasn't easy. Today, there are many published resources written by Christians. You still must apply discernment, but there is help from good sources. If you're studying something and you want help from a trusted source, you get in touch with me and I'll share with you some of the resources that I rely on, that I consider to be trusted sources. But you're still going to have to apply the discipline of discernment. You ought to be applying it right now. And after you hear me preach, every time, the discipline of discernment, always consult Scripture to make certain God has said it. Even if somebody helped you to see it, you need to make certain God has said it. Steps you can take to move beyond superficial Bible knowledge. Keep reading your Bible, study sections of Scripture, Get good help and never stop. Here is a problem each of us need to watch for, and I spoke to this earlier with regard to your Bible reading plan. You get involved in something, and there is initial excitement and action. And then the temptation is that that initial excitement diminishes and interest gradually fades away. I see this happen sometimes with the gospel meetings that we have in January. During the meeting, everybody is up. Everybody's excited. And you hear people say things like, this is great. I want, I want us to do more of this. Let's get busy and let's spread the word and let's bring people in to hear the word of God. But then you check back in two weeks and our zeal has diminished. I was in an event last weekend in the Dallas area. And the excitement was in the lobby. And then in the auditorium, three or four hundred people. And then there was a Facebook live feed of 3,800 people. And there was excitement. And I was talking to another preacher who was on the panel. And we were saying to one another... We need to pray that the excitement and the zeal and the interest that we see here tonight doesn't diminish. Isn't that a problem that you've had before? I've had that problem before. You have an initial surge of excitement and zeal, and then it begins to go down on the chart. Once you get well involved in your daily Bible reading and you return to selected passages for further study, never stop that. Let the excitement that you have in one session feed the next session and get back into the Word. If you stop reading and studying the Bible, I hope that you will miss it and you'll feel bad about it and you'll get back in to those devotional times of your life. All right, turn to James 1. James chapter 1. To move beyond superficial Bible knowledge, dig deep in the Word. Keep your Bible reading going. More than that, read and study and get good help if you need it and never stop 
and then use what you learn. All of us will admit, unless I'm the only one, all of us will admit, I think, that we learn various things in high school and college that we're not using now. And perhaps, because we haven't used those things, we can't even remember them. Knowledge and skills and processes, we had to learn to fulfill course requirements, but we never used after the requirement was met. And we can't even remember some of those things now. All right, think about Bible knowledge that we are acquiring and remember what the point is. The point is not just to know something. The point is not just to be able to explain something to someone or answer a question or respond to false teaching. While we ought to be ready to share our knowledge in every appropriate way, the main point is to use what we learn from God's Word in our attitudes and actions and reactions to life events. Here's where it says that. James 1, 19. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Every time I open this book, read the Bible, study a passage, and learn what it says, my purpose ought to be to get that into my life. Now that will vary from person to person. You may have a weakness or a particular temptation that others may not have in the same measure. My task as a Bible reader and student, and your task, as you increase in knowledge to use it, and to keep using it. Someone said, in order to keep your faith, you will have to use your faith. When I read the Bible and study the Bible, I must accept the obligation to discover and dwell on what applies to me personally. And it may be that other people cannot tell me that. Maybe that others cannot do this for me. I'm certain of that. Elders and preachers and teachers and writers can help you understand what the book says. And they can give you encouragement to do what the book says. But they cannot look into your heart and life and tell you exactly, specifically what fits your situation Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. 
where you need to grow and whatever there might be inside of you that needs work. So when I read the Bible and study the text, I must accept the obligation to discover and dwell on and act on what applies to me personally. That's the mirror of James 1. It is for me to look into for specific, specific applications about my life. Effective personal Bible study. Always going to be an urgent need. Effective personal Bible study is always going to be an urgent need. I heard it described like this one time. You have to learn how to feed yourself. There is a role for public teaching and preaching and the role for publishing. But there is nothing that will ever replace one's personal effort to open the book and read it and pray about it and study it and learn it and then put it into your life. In order to keep your faith, you'll have to feed it with God's Word. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. Let's pray about all that and do better. Will you stand as we sing?